everybody, and welcome to the Irish NFL show. It is time for the Week 18 preview show, uh, sponsored by Cassidy Travel. Just uh, if you want to get uh, playoff uh, packages or indeed Super Bowl packages, you can check them out, and we'll we'll leave you all the links in the uh, podcast after this and all of our socials as well. You can find it. Um, tonight we have the full house, the full crew here. We've got Colm, Brian, Mark and Christina. Welcome all to the show. And I think before we start talking about this upcoming weekend's football, I think it would be foolish for us not to make mention of the shocking uh, incident with Demar Hamlin on Monday night football game where he went into cardiac arrest. Now, mercifully, in the last hour before we just went on air here, we heard that there's encouraging signs and he is um, awake. I think he's communicating by writing. I think he even asked who won the game, which is which is a sort of a spirited moment. Um, but obviously there's a huge long way to go for the young man. And obviously our thoughts are with him and his family. And indeed uh, his uh, uh, fund me, which is now sort of being converted into a, a grander uh funding operation has taken in something close to just over seven million dollars so it's an incredible response out there so um big shout out to Demar Hamlin and the Bills and we'll see what the impact is for football down the line now that the game has been uh rescheduled obviously and we don't know when but let's get to this week's games and I guess we'll start with this sort of, we're coming into the climax of the season here. Um, uh, an interesting weekend ahead. And I think we're going to start with looking at the Chiefs at the Raiders. So uh, Chiefs are obviously battling to make the number one seed. There's um, there's obviously many permutations there, uh, especially considering what happened on Monday. But um, the Raiders season is over. But, you know, Chiefs... Sometimes make a mess of things, and then sometimes Mahomes does magical things. Um, so let me turn first, maybe, to you, Mark. What do you make of this game, and how do you think it's going to go? Um, well, it is, as we often say, still a divisional game, and the divisional rivalries when teams are playing each other twice a year are less predictable, shall we say, although um, we've seen many, many uh, years like less talented divisional rivals continue to frustrate and thwart more talented teams within their division. And some of it's, you know, familiarity breeds contempt, and some of it's just that they match up well in the circumstances. Um for me, this this game, obviously, the Raiders are mathematically eliminated. There are 19 teams, technically, as we go into the weekend, who could still qualify for the playoffs, still technically win the Super Bowl. Um, that kind of parity is delight, I'm sure, to Roger Goodell and the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Raiders are not one of them. And if you're a Raiders fan, you are probably looking back on this season with fingers over your eyes, kind of wondering how did it happen. They have blown more than five... 10-point-plus leads in the second half of games, um, and they must be wondering how it all went wrong. Um, Jared Stidham had an amazing debut starting performance last week, and they will be looking for more of the same from him to question and explore. Could he be a viable option next year? But the drama with the Raiders is going to be the off-season. They've 60 more minutes of football, and I cannot personally see a world in which the Chiefs completely take their foot off the gas, especially, in fact, against the divisional rival with so much at stake for them in terms of that precious bye. There is only one bye week now with the seven teams in the playoffs, and they want to give themselves every opportunity to take it. 
Um, but for the, for the Raiders, the, the drama's just beginning. What are they going to do with Derek Carr? All of those great off-season stories. I'm looking forward to that part of the pie for them uh, after yeah. minutes. Let's see how that goes. Brian, agree, disagree? What do you? How do you see this one shaking out? No, I agree, Mark. I think the Chiefs. I think we're not. I think we'll be all in unison on this game that we all feel the Chiefs will win. Mark has talked about the the nature of divisional games. When in fact the Chiefs have five and zero in the division this year, but every single one of those games have been by one score. And we've seen over the course of the last three weeks where they played the Broncos twice, Texans. Saw last week's game against Broncos again. Sorry, where all close games. And they seem to be playing down to opposition more so than kind of shooting ahead and winning by a comfortable margin than which we would expect from this strong Chiefs side. The Raiders always played the Chiefs tough. They beat them a couple of years ago in in uh, in Kansas City. Then the following game, they needed to beat them again. And then last year, similar type of scenario. And even this season, you know, that game was there for the Raiders. I think it was a Thursday night football game. Um, Monday night football game, sorry. And Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. And they went for a two-point score at the end instead of taking an extra point and going to overtime. I see all similarities in this game. Uh, be interesting to see how Jared Stidham progresses this week. Brandon White, how successful he was last week in a game for the Raiders, which nobody gave them much of a chance last week. And it's similar enough type of game. The margin in terms of the, the line in the, the bookies is quite similar. I think the Chiefs will win. I think it'll be a high scoring affair on Saturday night. And I think the Raiders will, will put a good account of themselves up. But unfortunately, they'll suck them up short. And the Chiefs will do what they have to do despite the circumstances of the week to make sure that they're in a position to take the number one seed if that's the way it plays out. Fair enough. Uh, Christina, your pick? Chiefs. Chiefs. Plain and simple. Colm, your pick? Chiefs. Chiefs. I mean, even I, who know very little about football, would pick the Chiefs. But then again, I like the Chiefs. I want. I kind of want them to win the Super Bowl because I like Patrick Mahomes. But anyway, that doesn't really matter, does it? Okay, Great stuff. So full house, everybody picking the Chiefs. Um, and then let's move on to the game two on Saturday night, the late game. Um, and this one is for the AFC South. This is the Titans on the road, or the Titans versus um, Jacksonville. Am I right in thinking? Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to hear a little bit about this one. Uh, there's the resplendent uh, flowing locks of um, Trevor Lawrence, right? Isn't he in, involved here? Um, that's all I know about the team. Um, but maybe Colm, enlighten me a bit more. Other than the the follicles that are on show here, what's what can we expect from the game? This this could be the game of the weekend because it is win and in. There are no permutations that anyone has to worry about. Uh, you all you have to do is go out there and get the victory. Divisional rivals, uh, Doug Pedersen, and the Titans have the big boys uh, back. You wonder how fit they are, uh, but they are all going to be out there because if they they don't win, then um, it is uh, go home time for for them. So we're going to see uh, Simmons out there. We're going to see Derrick Henry out there, and um, but who will we see at QB for the Titans? And that I think is ultimately where this game could be uh, won and lost. We have seen Trevor Lawrence kind of ascend to, potentially you could certainly make a, a valid argument that he has been a top five QB in the past six, seven weeks. And ultimately, I think that is what makes the, the difference. I uh, said it the other night, no team uh, who uh, didn't win a game in December has made the playoffs previously 
I do not see that changing. I think that uh, despite uh, all that went on last year and the fact that uh, we saw Jags fans with their clown masks and they have the GM in situ, uh, who remains, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a controversial figure, but in Doug Pedersen and Trevor Lawrence, they have a formidable duo. And I think that injuries have taken their toll on the Titans. And I am going to say that the Jaguars are going to the playoffs. All right. Jaguars to the playoffs. Christina, what is your take on it? Do you think Trevor Lawrence and his wonderful hair will take them there? That was I definitely think he will, for sure. I'm really excited about this matchup. Just before we came on air, they did say that Derrick Henry is coming off the IR list. So excited about this matchup, for sure. The Jags haven't been to a playoff or won the AFC South since 2017. A little bit shorter than what the Giants have had. But you know what? I really can't see past Trevor Lawrence this week. They had a matchup in week 14, I believe. And that's when Cullum used the word he ascended. Because ever since that weekend, it's just been nonstop Trevor Lawrence. We've been talking about how amazing he is. So definitely, it's going to be the Trevor Lawrence show come this Saturday night. Trevor Lawrence show. Okay. Um, your pick, Brian? Jags all the way. Jags all the way. Mark, your pick? Rawr. Jags. Rawr. Jags. Okay. Very good. I'm sure uh, it was a the good place, the sitcom, where uh, Jason Mendoza was an obsessive fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He'd be delighted with this, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd love Trevor Lawrence as well. How could you not? Okay, as we all do. All right, let's move on to the Sunday games at 6 p.m. And just a reminder, folks, if you're, if you're watching us, um, uh, throw comments in. Let us know. And let us know what you think of Trevor Lawrence's hair, uh, for that matter. But football too. Uh, um, so the next game we're going to talk about is the Vikings at the Bears. So the Vikings need uh, to win this one to have any hope of taking back the two seed, from what I understand. Uh, likely to be the three seed, if, if I'm right, even if, even if they win. And, uh, well, the Bears season, probably the less said about that, the better. The Bears. So uh, who's going to get the win here? Maybe I'll go to you, Mark, and give us your thoughts on this one. Yeah, um, you summed up very nicely there, uh, uh, Kelly, at the start. I mean, like, the Vikings, they're all but locked in. They would need Arizona to beat San Francisco to give them an opportunity to leapfrog up into the second seat. So if all goes according to plan, they stay in the third, but San, uh, San Francisco is in second. They all win on wildcard weekend. They're uh, traveling up the road, uh, up the road, across country to Santa Clara, rather than being able to home, host them at home. Some might say that's only uh, fair and proper, given their performance in some big games this season. And yet again, last week, we saw another uh, goose egg, duck egg, whatever you want to call it, being laid by them in that big game against the Packers. I mean, last game of the season against the Bears. Bears haven't had a great season. We had a brilliant um, little glimpse of Justin Fields and adjusting the offense to him. But bear in mind, this is the first time there's a potential the Bears will lose this weekend. It'll be the first time in franchise history they've ever lost 14 games in a season. Of course, the seasons didn't used to be 16 games long, didn't used to be 17 games long. But even still, it is a low mark in futility um, that they could potentially set. But then... They are hoping the Houston Texans might win, and therefore they somehow sneak into the first pick in the draft. But other than that, they're uh, locked in for number two, at least. Um, being honest, the Vikings have beaten the bad teams. They've lost against all the good teams. And probably the most interesting facet for me here, Cal, is 
they are going through even more shuffles on their offensive line. Their backup center broke his leg last week. So they're going to be bedding in a third center. Right tackle went down as well. So they're going to be shuffling the line, trying to find a combination that works, and frankly, try to build a bit of momentum up for the playoffs. Because like I said, I mean, all things going to plan than winning a playoff game and the, the wildcard game. Wildcard teams going into the Vikings, um, and it could well be your Giants, Brian. I think it's almost weighed up in that regard, um, aren't going to be afraid of going up against them. They've seemed, for a 12-win, 13-win team, very vulnerable. Um, so they're looking past this weekend, to be fair. Justin Fields won't be playing. Nathan Peterman will be in quarterback. So you could say the Bears potentially looking past this game as well. I see nothing but a Vikings win, but watch that offensive line gel and watch and see, are they going to build any kind of momentum going into the games that really, really count? Interesting. Colm, I know you have some love for the Vikings as well, as does your household, but what, what do you see? Vikings win all the way? I think Mark is being a little bit harsh. They haven't only beaten the, the bad teams. They beat the Buffalo Bills, and they they beat the, the Packers. They, um, you know, I mean, they, that was an interesting one. Thing, they hammered the Packers in week one, and obviously that absolutely destroyed. Where the issue for the Vikings has been, if it is a one-score game, um, they, then they're going to win. If it is anything above a one-score game, they are going to to lose. So I think for for them in the playoffs, if it is in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter and it is a, a one-score game, then it truly will be a squeaky bum time for their opponents. Look for the the Bears. This is entirely about next year. They have a huge amount of, of cap space. I mean, going into the season, people had talked about. The struggles that the Bears were going to have, the fact that the offensive line in particular um, looked like a, a disaster. And if they were to get the number one pick, well, that could make things very interesting indeed as to what they might do. But that's a debate for another day. Realistically, this should be the Vikings uh, doing enough and the Bears getting down to, to brass tacks and sorting out the future of the franchise. Fair enough. And your pick, Christina, for this one? I'm going with the Vikings. I can't see past it. Can't see past the Vikings. Brian? Bears fans praying for a Texans win to get the number one pick in the draft. Vi- Vikings to win country. Vikings, Vikings all the way. Okay, very good. Vikings full house then. Um, all right, let's move on then to the 6pm game then, the Pats at the Bills. Uh, this one's going to be, I mean, very hard to call here, given what happened on Monday. The Bills have to go out and play a game of football. Um, and, you know, uh, that's that's got to factor into this. So maybe, Christina, take your uh, opinion on this one first. Uh, given that you're a Patriots fan, I suppose that could be uh, a weird one for you to tackle. But let's hear what you have to say. I know it's one of those ones where... I'm on the fence. I really want to say Pats are going to do it, but I really can't see past the Bills, especially with the last 72 hours that we've all been witnessing for sure. Look, at Josh Allen has been a real big handful for the Bills defense this year. He's been really, really good. I just don't think that the Pats defense is going to be able for the offense that's going to come with it for sure. It depends on what Mac Jones comes out to play for sure, whether we're going to be able to put a lot of points up on the board. But again, I really can't see past 
pills doing it this week. I'm really hoping for redemption. And I'm hoping Mark might chime in and say something. But I, I can't. I, I'm just being silent now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Brian, what's your take on it? Do you have any additional thoughts on that? I picked the Patriots to beat the Bills when they played at the start of December. And um, I was ruining my losses the following day. It was a, it was a silly mistake of mine. The Bills won 24-10. They roasted the Patriots when they played in the AFC wildcard game. Their last January, 47-17, and, and even gave the Patriots a good roasting in the game in Foxborough. Um, a couple of weeks earlier, there was obviously the, the adverse weather game in Buffalo last year, which was a bit of a free-for-all, and the Patriots came out on top. But Katrina's already called them out, I mean, and Merck's well aware of this, and we spoke about it throughout the course of the season. This Patriots offense is just so inconsistent. And this is the type of game, if the Bills are not emotionally um, sweet, you know, clouded by what's happened this week and their heads are switched on and they're fully focused on the game. There's, there's no reason why the Bills can't win this game and you're asking the Patriots offence that has stored throughout the course of the season to potentially go up and down the field and match them probably point for point and to me that would be in the 30s and I just don't see how the Patriots offence can do that. So for me it's a Bills win. As long as the enormity of the week that's week that would be safe for everybody and for those players in particular doesn't get too much for them on the day and they're focused on the game, they should win this game. Bills for me. Yeah, Bills for you. Colm, how about you? Do you think do you think that's the same, or do you think the emotion of it might be too much? Uh, I, I Undoubtedly it'll play in Alep, but um, we saw a photograph uh, just before it came on, and we had seen, obviously, those players distraught, uh, given what happened on Monday. But photograph of Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen both smiling, and I think the news out of um, Cincinnati is fantastic. And I think that uh, the Bills will want to go out and make a statement uh, for uh, DeMar and their, you know, I, I think they're a fantastic football team um, anyway. Um, but I think this will probably be uh, additional motivation. So, yeah, it's the Bills for me. Bills. And Mark, how about you? What's your pick there? You go for the Bills as well? Uh, yeah, Orchard Park is going to be full of emotion this week. No, I can go positively and negatively. I choose to look at it through a positive uh, light. I remember the uh, Ireland-England rugby game at Croke Park where you can say there's a charged atmosphere full of emotion. And I turned to somebody straight after the national anthems and said, there ain't no way England are winning this rugby game. It was just impossible because the players were just supercharged by the environment. I actually think Orchard Park and the outpouring of love and the support of their home fans will actually have that impact and Bills, for me, will 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 defeat the Patriots. Not the amount of case. So Bills all around. I mean, I suppose the fact that uh, there's positive news coming out, they're going to be very boosted by that. So you'd, you'd hope that they kind of return to their, their winning ways and do it for him. Okay, very good. Uh, well, then we're going to move on to the Jets at the Dolphins. So... Uh, Maybe without me uh, setting it up, I might just turn over to you, Brian. Uh, paint a picture for us. What's what's the possible outcomes here? What's what's at stake? It's a bit of an unknown right now because at, at this, I suppose, at the time of recording the live show, we don't really know who's going to play quarterback for the Dolphins. Um, I mean, the tickers there, the Dolphins will get into the playoffs on the basis of the results on which we're selecting there with everybody going for the Bills. If, if that's the case, then the Dolphins only have to win this game to land the seventh seed. And they're going up against the Jets team um, we're going to steal one of Christina's stats from, from her earlier betting show in which the Jets are 5-0 and um, this season against backup quarterbacks. Well, in fact, they could be playing against the Tort 
quarterback at the weekend because Tua realistically is out with his concussion situation. Uh, there's no stars really on Teddy Bridgewater and even when he does play he seems to go out of games as quickly as in them. So they could be relying on Skyler Thompson who played the last game against the Jets and had a difficult day. But this Jets team have really fallen off the wagon in the, in the second half of the season and more so defensively which was a really strong focus point for them earlier in the season in particular the run game and like Mike McDaniel was brought in there because he was supposed to be a running back guru and he, he was always going to focus on the run. He's gone away from the running game. And imagine, bearing in mind how poor the Jets have been against the run on Sunday, he might revert back to trying to focus on a three-headed monster in his run game because of his quarterback situation as well. I, I see it as a low-scoring game. Uh, Mike White, from a Jets perspective, I think, is playing with a lot of injuries. You know, they were throwing him back in because of the Zach Wilson quarterback situation is, is terrible there as well. So with nothing to play for, I can see when the Jets would enough to upset one of their rivals and knock them out of playoffs, but I can't see I think the Dolphins would edge a close one. I think it'd be a very low scoring game and I think the Dolphins will just do enough. Fair enough. Spoken like a true Giants fan. Okay. Column, uh, what's your take on it? Jets, Dolphins? Uh the, there was an interesting um and I like, you know, somewhat crazy report come out uh, earlier in the week, Cal that had said that if the Dolphins were to miss the playoffs, then uh, all things could be on the table, including moving on from Mike McDaniel. Um, who knows? Stephen Ross might be that dumb. Um, this is a man who, you know, um, has got caught with his hand in the till on a number of occasions. And if the owner's group wasn't a billionaire's boys club, um, he would have actually suffered some um, repercussions. But, you know, we know those things simply don't happen when you're an owner of an NFL team. Um, the... The Jets are in search of a quarterback and the uh, vote, the dreaded vote of confidence that they gave to Zach Wilson uh, sounded awfully like what we heard from the Cardinals when they told us they were going to stick with Josh Rosen. Um, not happening. They will be moving on. Absolutely. Um, uh, we will have to see what happens with uh, Tua and obviously the, the medical issues there. But um, I, I just... I can't believe in a Dolphins team that doesn't have Tua at QB. And for that reason, despite how beat up the Jets team are, I'm going to, to say they win it. But that isn't said with a huge amount of conviction. Okay. So we have one each. Christina, your pick on this one? I'm going to go with the Jets. I can't see past the fact that Tua and Teddy are just so injury prone, not coming back. Um, it's one of the most heated rivalries that's there. They've met 114 times. And I just think it's going to be a Jets win. Jets win. And then, Mark, how about you? Uh, is it going to be the team that's lost the last five in a row or is it going to be the team that's lost the last five in a row? Uh, it's literally that coin flip uh, to do, Calais. Um I've changed my mind 60 million times on this. I will say... The Jets, just for the crack of it, with the Steelers game. Just for the crack, good yes. man. All right, so we we have a uh, we have a little bit of a split a split here on 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 some of these, but uh, okay, we'll see where it goes. Um, I think there's bigger, broader discussions that the NFL really needs to be having around health and safety. If I'm perfectly honest, based on what I've seen this season, but that's a whole other kind of podcast, I suppose. 